Nate Johnson had an electric debut in his first appearance for the Utah football team, but will he be Utah's starter next season? You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Would love to interact with you guys on social media at Lockdown Utes, as well as in our YouTube comments. Appreciate all of you who helped us reach well over 500 subscribers at this point as well. I believe we're past 552, so we appreciate your support greatly. This episode of Lockdown Utes is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Utes and Stanford right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. My name is JT Wistersill, host of this podcast and former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And that game versus Stanford slated for an eight kickoff. And joining me today is someone who absolutely loves late kickoffs, Josh Furlong of KSL.com. Josh, appreciate you stopping by and joining us. And uh, we'll talk about Stanford a little bit later. Um, it's just it's kind of an interesting point where the Stanford program is at, which I think is an interesting discussion. But first, want to Talk a little bit about what we saw this last week from Mr. Nate Johnson. I mean, we hadn't seen him all year as a four-star recruit coming in, someone who um, earned rave reviews, I believe, even the first week as he was kind of the scout team quarterback that impersonated um, Anthony Richardson. Now, obviously, you don't tackle your quarterbacks and scout team, and that kind of played out that way in the game, Florida game as well for this Utah team. But uh, Nate finally got a chance to shine and show his stuff in that game against Arizona this past weekend and man what an electric debut three carries for 23 yards and then two touchdowns as well just an absolutely magnificent performance and look former four-star recruit no he's not throwing the ball right now but we know he can do that he's a four-star recruit I just really like his upside I think that speed and athleticism wit called him the fastest guy on the team which is a huge compliment when you have another quarterback who's converted to a running back and obviously some elite corners as well so I really like what Nate brings to this team I think he's an electric dual threat guy and if I had to put my money on it right now I think he'll be Utah starter next season yeah I think there's there's a lot of of optimism around the program that Nate can be that guy right I think Mm -hmm. You know, you recruit him as a true dual threat, and from what you saw, obviously on Saturday, you know he can get off that edge real quick. And 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 let's be real, like it, you know, Arizona had no idea what to prepare with him. Yep. They had, you know, the first time that they saw him was the first touchdown that he got. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he gets more playing time the rest of this season. You know, what teams do to scheme against him, um, do different things that way. Plus, you know, we want to see him throw the ball. So. It, it's easy to sit here and say that all oh, because he's a dual threat quarterback that has a lot of speed that he'll be able to to be the starter next year. Um, I, I have I have the belief that he probably will, or at least make it a really close yeah. competition. Um, but I but I think you have to be optimistic about that, right? Like Kyle yeah. Whittingham doesn't necessarily like throw around compliments just to throw around compliments. And so if he's saying that Nate Johnson looks really good in practice, like you have to take it for at least some value, right? Yes. Like he did the same with Cam Rising when Cam got here first, and and he had to be on the scout team, so. Uh, there's, there's optimism around the program that Nate can be that guy, whether he can, you know, it'll, it'll, it's left to be determined. You got to see how he, how he does around, you know, the different schemes and how does he pick up defenses? You know, what, what is throwing actually like? We haven't even seen any of that. So, um, you know, I think, I think it's fun right now to be able to see that and kind of see what he's able to do, but yeah, it's, it's definitely still so far out that it's hard to really get a, a good read on what, what Nate can do. 
Do you think Utah has potentially at the moment for sure four games left, potentially five if they make the Pac-12 championship? So Nate just played in one. Do you think by the end of the season, after the bowl game even, Nate will have redshirted this season or he will have played in five games, meaning he just had an actual year? Because at the moment, I still feel like it's going to end in a redshirt. I just, against Oregon and maybe in the Pac-12 championship, I don't know if we'll see those packages. So I expect him to at least appear in three to four games, but I don't see him appearing in five. I really think they're going to want to use this as a redshirt year for him still. Yeah, I think there's a couple things, uh, you know, at hand right now. It's 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 necessity. Do they need somebody that can actually play? You know, Cam is still obviously hurt. We saw it on Saturday that he's not 100%. You can yes. see it in how he, he works. Um, and so he's not able to get off the edge like he, he usually can or kind of run up the middle of the QB draw or something. Or And so, like, using Nate kind of serves as a great opportunity for Utah to, to – I, I don't even want to call it the wildcat, right? Because he's the quarterback, yeah. so he has the ability. But they're they're utilizing him in a lot of that kind of personnel yes, wise, where they utilize yeah. him as a wildcat. So it, I don't I don't know like what they'll do with that. You know, we talked to Andy Ludwig yesterday, and and I mean, he kind of shot it down pretty hard that he he didn't want to burn his redshirt season. But in the same breath, uh, he talked about needing to kind of utilize players that are available, right? Like Utah's suffered some significant amounts of injuries. Uh, especially in the run game and, and, and everywhere else that maybe Nate becomes, you know, a fill-in guy that can just give what Kyle Whittingham called a spark, right? Like yeah. he'd be able to, to do it. So I, I ultimately think that they'll still try to preserve Nate's Nate's redshirt season. I, I don't, you know, for his sake, you, you would hope that they don't burn it just for one game, you know, when you don't really need it. I mean, you could use it this week because he could probably damage Stanford pretty well. Um, I don't know if you need him against Oregon, Maybe if Dalton Kincaid can't go, then maybe you do something like that. But yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll be smart with it. I, I don't imagine them burning it unless they absolutely have to. Yeah, that's how it feels for sure. And I think staying with uh, just this Utah quarterback room, I think some people will be listening to this and be like, well, you haven't mentioned Bryson Barnes yet. And I, I do. I really like Bryson Barnes, but Nate has the upside. There's a reason that Nate's on scholarship right now and Bryson isn't. And Bryson Barnes deserves to be on scholarship, but there's a reason he didn't start there. He doesn't have the upside that Nate Johnson does. And I think if Nate Johnson hits those strides and hits the development points that we expect, then he should be Utah's starting quarterback. And I'll also mention this, if he hits those strides and makes those developments, it won't matter if this year was a red shirt or not, because he's not going to be here four years anyway, more than likely, because he's probably going to be heading to the NFL at some point because he has that kind of talent. So it's going to be interesting to see, but that's kind of looking in the short term. But if you're looking all the way to the 2024-2025 season, there's an interesting guy you could factor into that Utah quarterback room, and that's Isaac Wilson, the younger brother of Zach Wilson, who goes to Corner Canyon High School, just like Zach did, was just offered by Utah this past weekend. Isaac's dad actually played at Utah. Zach Wilson grew up a Utah fan, but Utah never offered him. Now, I think if the Utes could go back in time, I think they would like to rectify that mistake, but... They have a chance to do so here in Isaac. Also, Isaac looks just like his brother. I don't know if if you guys ever get a chance to see him up close or just take his helmet off. Literally looks exactly like his brother. It's wild. But what are you getting in Isaac? He's a guy who's completed over 200 passes this year. He's thrown for over 3,360 yards and 37 touchdowns, as well as he's going to have a chance to lead his team to the state championship games starting this weekend in the semifinals. And guess what? He has an opportunity to do that in Rice-Eccles Stadium, too, which could be his future home. Look, Isaac is incredible. I Personally, I think he's the best player in Utah in the class of 2024 recruiting wise. He is just an electric athlete at the quarterback position. He's capable of scrambling by in time. He can throw it at we, those weird arm angles. We love he's got a cannon of an arm. He can make off platform throws. He's electric. He's everything you want in a quarterback. And I think the Utes, I'm glad they offered him because 
Utah would be really lucky to get this guy because I think he's special. Yeah, I think, you know, Isaac Wilson is one of those guys that is is a proven commodity in a system that has really kind of played out, right? I think when Zach was in the corner canyon system, they were still kind of new on the scene. You know, Bingham was still kind of the team to beat in in football and high school sports. And so corner canyon comes along and there wasn't necessarily a proven commodity, right? Now you're starting to see that every single quarterback that goes to Corner Canyon can do some phenomenal things. Obviously, they have a good system. They, they have, you know, guys that, that, you know, Isaac can throw to that, that really make it easy. But I think more than anything, it gives, you know, a, a team like Utah a system that they can look at and say, okay, we know that this is a good high school program yes. that continually recruits, recruits uh, guys that, that they can, can be effective, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Isaac's in the boundaries, and that's where he lives, and so it, it makes sense. But right Jackson but, Dark. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it just depends on where you draw those boundaries. Yeah. But um, I, I think for, for somebody like Isaac to be able to have the, that success, in, you know, at a good program, I think that speaks more than anything. And I think that's yeah. why Utah would be willing to take a chance on him, maybe as opposed to why they didn't take a chance on Zach. So I think, you know, yeah. you have to be optimistic about that one as well to be able to see that, look, it's a, it's a legacy recruit and sure his older brother decided to go to another school because Utah didn't recruit him. Obviously, there was some drama that way with the family not liking uh, that Zach didn't get recruited by his his school that he he wanted to go to. Um, but I think I, I think Isaac has a real shot to be able to go to Utah. The the real reality is though is that he's getting offers from a lot of schools around the country, yep. right? So if he wants to stay home, then Utah has a real shot. I think BYU still has you know a, an opportunity there as well. Mm-hmm. But the reality is is he very well could end up in in another school in you know another state. So. I, I think Utah's a little bit late to the game in some respects. Yeah, he's still a junior, so there's there's still time. Um, but he's been recruited heavily for a long time. Utah's obviously had him on their radar. They've they've talked to him. They've they've been sending him stuff for as long as he's he's been there. So it's not like Utah just suddenly found who out who Isaac Wilson is. It's just I think the formal offer finally came, and and that says something that they're willing to take a stab at it. Um, and they don't give a lot of you know commit offers to. Uh, uh, to quarterbacks. So I think, I think that says a lot about what they think about Isaac Wilson. Good point. And it's for good reason. As we mentioned, just one of the, not just in, I said in Utah, but even in general, I think it'll be one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2024 for high school recruiting. So the youths would be lucky to get him, and it'll be interesting to see if they are able to get him. Now we're going to come back in a second and talk a little bit about senior Saturday coming up for the youths. We'll talk about who's going to walk, who isn't in a second, but first want to talk to you guys about Simply safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been pulling putting it off, you want to listen up right now. Locked on Utes listeners, you can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year. You won't want to miss it. And guys, Simply Safe is just a phenomenal pros, pro, product. Over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries, burglaries, package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% of their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. An emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents used fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real. So you can prior, pri- priority police response. So you can get a quick police response. With the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust the settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on security system on the only security system I recommend. 
Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash URL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Also, I want to make sure you guys make for your second listen every day because we appreciate you making the Locked On News podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's Locked On Sports today. So jump back in with Josh. Time to play, play a little bit of will they, won't they walk edition with Josh. This Utah team is loaded with and the COVID years just makes all of this even more interesting. Players that might walk, that could come back for another year, that might walk and still end up coming back another year. So it's a lot of interesting guys. So I got a list of a couple names here, Josh, and we're going to say if they will or won't walk. And I, so when I say walk, I mean walk as in I do expect them to walk and leave this program after because mm-hmm. I don't – I guess we could say a couple of these guys where they're like beyond the fence. And maybe the feedback they get, maybe they will come back. But in my anticipation, if – and Coach Witt said this yesterday, I believe. If you're on the fence, they tell you to walk because I believe Dalton Kincaid last walked last year, as did Brant Keithy. Both those guys came back. So jumping into this one first, let's start out with the running back room. Makai Bernard and Tavion Thomas. I think everyone expects Tavion to walk. I do as well. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised, though, that I really believe Makai Bernard's going to walk. I know he graduated last year. I think he's been in college for four years. I think Makai's going to walk, too. So I think both of Utah's the guys that Utah entered the year at top of their running back depth chart. That's obviously been shaken up a little bit. Now I, I think both of them walk Josh. Uh, Tavion, I definitely say yes. Uh, Makai, that's, that's a, that's an interesting one that I wasn't actually thinking about. Uh, I could, I could see him coming back. I, I just don't, it just depends on what he wants from his future, right? Like I don't yeah. think he's done enough to be able to say he can get onto an NFL roster. Um, I but I think if he wants to pursue other aspects of his life, then yeah, it's a good opportunity for him to walk. But um, I, I'm actually going to go the opposite way and say he doesn't. Okay. That'll be interesting. And it'd be interesting to see how it all plays out for the running backs. One, let's do a quick one. The obvious ones, Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy. And you're like, they could come back. Yeah. That's what the COVID year allows. I expect both these guys to walk though. And Brant, I think maybe thinks about it a little bit, just in terms of, look, you deal with an injury. If you come back and have another good year, maybe it raises your draft stock. But at the same time, it's another year you're in college, another year you get older. And the older you are, you'll get knocked down draft boards a little bit because then it's like, well, what can we develop this guy into? He's already what he is. So I do expect both Dalton and Brant to walk. Yeah, I do too. And I think there's a glimmer of hope, I think, with Brant. But like you said, I mean, the the older you get, the harder it is. I think the the biggest thing that that hurts Brant is the fact that uh, you know, he, he, he was so strong and people were talking a lot about him and in his NFL potential. Um, but now it's just, you're kind of running out of, of, uh, opportunities to be able to keep that on people's minds. But with that being said, I mean, there were so many scouts that saw it. I don't think he's going to fall on anybody's radar. Yeah. Yeah, the Florida game. I'm so glad he was able to have his signature performance, his signature game that people can look back on. It's like, what's the game? If we want to get the Brant Keithy look, everyone will say, go to the Florida game. And I think. That'll be a big thing. Speaking of big, this is the biggest name on this Utah team, Cam Rising. I expect Cam to walk. Cam said yesterday that he's going to walk in terms of on the you know on senior night, um, but he left it at that. So it leaves it open. I I think you know going into the season, I would have said it's a lock. Uh, I I don't know if it's quite a lock that he leaves, but I I have to say it's probably more a eighty twenty split that he leaves. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, th- there are a lot of great quarterbacks that are coming out into the NFL. So it just depends on where he feels like he can be. But yeah, I, I have to imagine that Cam actually leaves. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. He's just been in college for a while. He's done some really good things, has a chance to still do some really uh, good and interesting things too. And it is going to be interesting to see. And what I'm also going to be really curious about, and it could help his draft stock by playing in it, is if Utah doesn't make the if Utah doesn't make the Pac-12 championship if we see him in the bowl game I think that's an interesting discussion for him it might help him elevate his draft stock but it's a conversation for another day either way as you mentioned Cam already told us he's going to walk and uh, it's more so just if he will leave and I feel I like that 80-20 number you threw out there I think that's uh, right on it uh quick shine to someone who's also going to walk and I think is definitely going to leave is Braden Daniels just been a stalwart on this offensive line been so versatile started at so many different positions at this point. Really feel like he could play all five if he had to. Braden, a phenomenal player, and going to make an NFL team very happy at the guard position. Yeah, I, I think that's a great opportunity for him. You know, as as long as you know he keeps getting NFL, you know, draft stock that, that's high. You know, yep. if he's getting anything below like a fourth round, then I would say maybe he comes back. But yeah. uh, I, I think right now he's probably in a good spot, and he's done enough to really showcase you know his talent that I would assume that he walks as well. Yeah, he was dominant against Arizona. Didn't allow a single pressure, so credit to him. And that's not an easy transition to make either. Right to left tackle is still another animal. It's not guard out to tackle, as Satawa Laumea kind of learned. But he's been he had a really good week at right tackle too. So I've got to give him some uh, him shine as well. Uh, Satawa is another guy who could technically walk. I saw, but I, I expect Satawa to fully come back. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, so Satawa will come back and uh, look at a couple other guys that are interesting on his roster. Uh, Mohamed Diabate. I do expect Diabate to walk. I think he's a guy who's been in college for four years now, came out to Utah. This kind of felt like that uh, one last ride, like go somewhere, try to make it and uh, win something, which he still has a chance to do in a Pac-12 championship. And then after that, take my talents to the next level. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see him lasting much longer than this. I, I quite honestly, I don't remember if he even has a, a year left, but uh, that's yeah. one of those that I'd have to look back onto, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's gone. I think another interesting one is RJ Hubert. RJ's had a fantastic season for this Utah team. Um, he's been around this program for so long. I, I gotta believe he's going to walk as well. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of those, those people that, you know, he's, he's finally been able to put together a good year. The, the biggest worry would be is if he has enough tape and if they were, they're worried yeah. that one year is it right. Uh, because that's it. This has been it. Um, but you, you've seen different guys like a Terrell Burgess who put one year of tape on and, mm-hmm. and did well, and they're in the NFL. So I, I think there's an opportunity for him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he came back. But I, I would lean yeah. towards walking as well. All right, quick three players for you on offense in one Solomon Enos, Jalen Dixon, Logan Kendall. Enos and Dixon. Enos is the interesting one to me. I keep looking at him and going back and forth. I could see him coming back, and I'm so glad that we have you on to talk about him too because you get a chance to do a podcast with him. So you really know him well. Okay, originally going into this, I said Enos was going to walk. At, now that I look at it, the more I think Enos is going to come back for one more year, and you can completely shoot me down if I'm way off. Uh, Jalen Dixon, I do think, is going to walk. Logan Kendall, I also think he's going to come back. I think Logan's going to look at it and just kind of realize, like, he's a walking tight end in college. Those guys don't have a lot of value in the NFL. So I, I've, And yes, block, tight blocking in the NFL is very important, obviously, but there's enough talented guys who can do both of that versus Logan, who is such a one trick pony right now. And maybe leaving to him, come back another year and you can kind of grow that skill set a little bit. So I'll go with two of those guys come back and Enos and Kendall, and then Dixon goes on to walk. Yeah, I'd say solo and, and Jalen walk. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see that, that coming back. I think Solomon kind of sees what, where he's at. And I think he, 
he, he's ready to move on with his life, think, uh, okay. whether whether that's with his, you know, I, I'm I'm putting words into his mouth right now, but I, sure. I think he's he's intimated as much on on my podcast that you know he's he's ready to move on with life and kind of see what's next for him, um, kind of see what the next chapter is. Whether that you know he'll give the NFL a shot by by all means, um, but I think he's he's realistic about trying to where he wants to go. Um, and then Jalen, you know, I think he's in that same spot. Uh, but I agree with you on Logan. I think Logan probably comes back. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see he, he very well could be a great option for Utah moving forward as a tight end with with a lot of their guys leaving. Yeah, that's definitely how it feels. All right, two more on the defensive side. First one is definitely going to walk, but uh, just meant so much to this locker room. I feel like is Devin Kafusi. It's been fun to see the impact he's had in terms of leadership. Yeah, even offense. I mean, even help out the offense. He has a great relationship with Dalton Kikade. It seems like they're best friends based on their Instagram stuff that they do. So uh, I think Devin's been a huge, important part of this team. A captain this season hasn't seen as much playing time as he would have liked. Coach Whittingham literally said that yesterday, but he'll have an opportunity to walk. And then I do expect Gabe Reed to walk as well. Kind of the same thing as Diabate. I think came in kind of that senior tour. Um, the only reason that would give me, I think Reed walks either way. Reed of almost any of these guys we went over on this list, honestly, is the one I could see returning for the simple fact of not only does he have another chance to run it back with what should be a good Utah team, but he could play with his brother for another year, which I, I think that's pretty special. Yeah, I think both leave, though. I mean, I think they've both been in the league long enough. Um, they've you know served missions for their church. Uh, I, I think that that makes it difficult to be able to kind of uh, keep that going. So I, I think, you know, this is, this is the long run for them. Yeah. Good point. I think it makes a lot of sense and it'll be interesting. Um, did we, did I miss anyone, by the way, any other players you think are going to walk that we didn't touch on? I mean, other than the obvious of Clark Phillips, I mean, Oh my gosh. The, yeah. The you're biggest, totally right. I can't believe I that's left the out biggest yeah. one, but <laughs> that's no secret to anybody. I mean, yes. anybody who's watched clearly knows he's has first round talent. So yes, uh, that, that, that's the obvious one. I can't believe I missed Clark in my list. Wow. But yeah, no, <laughs> it was I'm, such, it was such a guarantee exactly. that you were like, yeah, no, it's, it's not. Really yeah. I love guys like Clark, uh, Jalen Johnson too, who came in here with a clear vision. I want to play three really good years of football. And then I want to take my talents to the NFL. And that's what they were able to do. So hats off to Clark and, uh, going to be fun to see what he can do at the next level who um and clark more than likely will be the highest uh, drafted youth although depending on the close of the season dalton kincaid has you might give him a run for his money going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. how that all plays out so we're going to come back in a second and talk a little bit about the running youths who got their first official win of the season that wasn't an exhibition game against westminster we'll talk about that in a moment but first want to talk to you guys about built bar can we pause for the second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough, troop topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built's take on granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff Built Bar are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars, they're literally the best tasting protein bar ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into the first bite and it'll change your life. Built, you gotta try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's all caps, LOCKEDON15 at built.com so make sure you guys head over there and capitalize on that great deal from built bar so josh the running youths were back in action last night against long island university and look there were times where it was uh youths kind of jumped out to a big lead then it was shrunk a little bit long lot by long island and then in the end the youths really took control of it i mean especially looking at the second half utah scored him 47 to 20 um it was fun to see the youths ball movement in this one 
11 assists, but even that, it just felt like they were being very unselfish with it, even though it didn't always show. Uh, Brandon Carlson was awesome for this Utah team, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Um, Exact was great coming off the bench, that being Will Exact. He had 12 points, too. Mike Saunders brought the explosiveness that you love to see at the point guard position. And look, even though there's no Marco Anthony, um, still got to be – it's was still cool to see the running Utes back out there, see that they right at the moment they all play together, really seem to enjoy that too. And uh and in the end they still did what they were supposed to do and blow out Long Island. Also got to shout out Kieba because I mean what an electric debut for him. My goodness, he's gonna be a great player one day and he's gonna make a number of highlight plays this season. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about with this team. Um I think you look, I don't know if they're you're markedly better in terms of they're going to go win like a bunch more games and yeah. and compete for I mean, a top four spot. They're not, they're not going to win over exactly. 20 games this season. I don't exactly. Think. But I think I think the reality is, is they have a deeper bench. They have guys that are bit, uh, that are a little more talented, that are more well-versed in, in kind of just their all-around game. Um, and, and you saw that, right? Like there was moments when Craig kind of experimented with his lineups that it got a little wonky and, and things didn't work out well. Um, but for the most part, Utah was playing guys that are going to be consistent, you know, players throughout the the, yep. the season. Uh, you did this, like you said, without Marco Anthony and and the ability that that he's able to bring to the floor kind of adds to that. But I think you have to, you know, you've got to be happy with how they started out the season. It's it's a team, quite honestly, you know, Long Island is a team that's ranked something like 344 in Ken Palm. So this isn't like, you know, they beat some phenomenal team. Um, but you have to like what you see. You're seeing a more physical Brandon Carlson. You're seeing a guy that really wants to take over the game where, you know, he, he even admitted last night that he, you know, he played soft in some games last year and, and he really wants to enhance his game and, and really take it to teams and, and be the physical force, right? You add Kaba in there and, 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 you know, if Gavin Vactor can, can be yeah. healthy and can he get back in, you've got three post players that, that can do some real damage to these teams. So uh, then you add like their small units, you know, the small guard units. And I think Utah's got a lot of versatility that they didn't have last year. They were playing walk-ons in a lot of key minutes. Yeah, uh, sure. You know. So I think this year, you know, depth is going to be key. Obviously, if they can stay healthy and, and and kind of keep that consistency and that, that, that options available, I think things will be there. Now, I, with that being said, I still want to see somebody that can take over the game with their shot. I don't know That's if we've point. seen that yet. Post play with Brandon's going to be fine, right? But I think yep. you need some outside outside threats. Mike Saunders could be that guy. Gabe Madsen obviously can do that. Lazar can be that guy. But we haven't seen it on a consistent basis. So I think for me, that's kind of where I would look at this year to see how this team can improve. And if they can do that, I think they can be markedly improved. You're right, though. In terms of a guy who can really take over a game, it's hard to do that from the low post with the way basketball is played now. I really like Gabe Madsen, but a lot of his game is catch and shoot. And I think he's taken strides in some of those other areas. But um, and same thing with Stefanovic. Like, it just feels like he's gotten a little bit better too, but can, are those guys going to be consistent enough? That's just where I'm not sure yet, but, uh, either way, uh, nice step for this team. Another thing I think is really good is I think you had a lot of guys last year who, um, started the year starting and then kind of ended it on the bench. And I don't think they were very happy about that. Mm-hmm. I don't see that with this year's Utah team. I think everyone is kind of okay with whatever role they're going to play. And even if Mike Saunders, who I think long-term is the better option, a point guard for this team, then Raleigh Wooster ends up replacing Raleigh. Raleigh just seems like such a team first guy. I feel like he'd be okay with that and understand he's got such a good relationship with coach Smith too. I think he'd understand like, okay, I'm going to come off the bench and he'd be the first guy off the bench too, if that was okay, because that's basically what Mike is at this point. So I, I think they're in a good spot that way. Uh, last question for you here, Josh, I think is an interesting one. What differences have you noticed being around coach Smith? from last year to this year? And then what do you think some of his goals kind of are for this team? 
I, you know, I think, you know, I'll start with the, the goals aspect of it. I think for him, it's, it's more uh, a realistic take on where his team is, right? I mean, he was realistic last year, don't get me wrong, but I think it's, it's looking at the talent that he's got, looking how they did in the Pac-12, which was, you know, obviously a, an improved conference for him in his career, yep. that this, this is an opportunity where he can now kind of uh, judge how his team is better and he can figure out what he needs to do better. Um, so I think there's a little bit more confidence coming from him in terms of, of that. So I think that's the biggest difference, right? Like last year, I think he came in with that same Utah State mindset where it was like, we're going to come in and we're going to get to the NCAA tournament and we're going to go win a championship or at least contend for it, right? So true. Whereas this year, it's a little bit more nuanced. Yep. Um, it, it's it's not that that isn't there. Like, I mean, I, I, I asked him that question in the summer. I said, Is it, does anything change that way? And he says, look, I'm a, I'm a coach who's been around the game forever. I still, my, my, competitive drive still says I need to get to the NCAA tournament. But I th- then he, he kind of pulled it back a little bit and said, look, I've got to be realistic and I've got to be able to do this. So I, you know, for me, I think, I think you're seeing a coach that understands where he's at now better than he was last year. Right. I, I think he understands the situation that the PAC 12, even though it's not the power conference out there that maybe the ACC is, or even the big 12 or big East is they're still got they've still got some talent there, all right? UCLA, Oregon, USC. There's a lot of teams there that can compete with them and just really dominate. Arizona, I've left them off there. Yeah. And so the it, it's 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 a great opportunity for him to kind of really just play within what they have and and they're going to they're going to beat teams that they shouldn't beat, right? I, yeah. I truly believe that this year, but they're also they probably going to teams that they probably shouldn't. They were, and and I think you've got better talent and, and ability this year. That's definitely how it feels, and I 100% agree with you as well about um, I haven't been around Coach Smith yet this season, but just talking with people who were a part of that team last year, you could tell they were like, we're going to surprise people this year. And they did, but not for the reasons I think they had hoped to surprise people, (laughs) if we're being honest. So I think this year is a lot of excitement, and it's going to be fun to see. And they have, I mean, they have a great opportunity. We talked about Long Island. Um, I already forget. Josh, who did they play? Who did they play Friday again, we said? Uh, CSU Bakersfield. Yeah, CSU Bakers, Idaho on uh, Monday. Shout out Big Sky. But those are going to be three Utah wins. So be interesting to play out. And, of course, the Utes should get a win this Saturday, too. So it's going to be a fun time. And then uh, next week's going to be really exciting, of course, for Utah football when they head up to Eugene. So, Josh, and this two-week stretch, now you're getting busy with basketball and football getting going. What are a couple of things you have coming up with KSL.com? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of like some of these guys that are leaving for uh, for the NFL or for just leaving the program um, with senior night. Uh, I, I have one that I talked to Thomas Yasmin uh, yesterday and, and just kind of his journey to Utah uh, after being in another country for his whole life. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to tell that story and kind of what it's meant for him to be able to be a football player after a career in rugby. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping to get that one out here soon and I'm looking forward to that. So I think that's, that's kind of what I've, I've got coming up right now. And, uh, obviously there's, there's a lot more as, as Utah prepares for Stanford. Yeah. And as you mentioned, when you're doing those senior, uh, recaps and spotlights, make sure you don't forget Clark Phillips, uh, unlike me, <laughs> Josh, appreciate you stopping that's by right. as always. Um, if you guys are in the market for a second, listen every day, don't forget to check out locked on sports today, the podcast, with the biggest stories of the day, including instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on this odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast make sure you head over and follow josh at jf for ksl on twitter i'm at jt wistersill on twitter we appreciate you guys joining us on locked on it's got a fun episode coming up tomorrow with uh someone who covers the cardinal previewing the stanford game so make sure you guys tune into that on locked on Utes.